stories of those who've experienced it firsthand. Pino and Loeb, how are you guys doing? Doing, doing great. How are you doing? Doing awesome. Doing awesome. Uh, how are you holding up in isolation? Oh, we're doing well. We're hanging out with our cats. Our cats are wondering why we're home so much. Yeah. <laughs> I, bet, <laughs> I bet they are. I've been uh, taking my dogs for like three dogs, three walks a day. They don't even want to look at me anymore. Yeah, it's uh, well. We're trying to make the most of it. Just being home, we got all this extra time to learn, work on music, and you know, or listen to audiobooks and just making the most of our time. That's awesome, man. Yeah, good time to stay busy, stay connected. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So. Um, what's what's happening today well um so i wanted to have you guys on the podcast so for anyone who doesn't know you guys are um electronic music duo would that be a fair statement fair way to put it yeah electronic music and dj duo we produce music and we perform it and uh everything in between i guess yeah so you guys um toured pretty much all over canada at this point right yeah uh, we played in every province um we were in the middle of the tour here um i think we've been except for the, the northern territories we've been coast to coast it's great that's awesome you guys got to make it to none of it <laughs> yeah it's uh it's happening apparently it? we have like a someone in that northwest territories we've been talking to uh we really want to to make it up there uh, I, I'd love to play none of it as well. Actually, that'd be just to say you've been up there and experienced the North would be super cool. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we played in uh, like every province last year. It was a lot, lot of driving, a lot of rental cars. Um, but uh, it's sort of super, super grateful to get to see all of Canada and, and travel a bit internationally as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you guys went international as well? Uh, yeah, we, we played in uh, Costa Rica and Mexico last year, and we uh, we had a couple bookings actually in Mexico in uh, in April, but uh, that obviously got canceled as well. Um, it was like a festival and a club in Guadalajara in um, in the south. So, um, and we played at Bamboo Base in Costa Rica and. Uh, we also played in Nepal in uh, Kathmandu. So those are the, the three spots um, that we've played outside of Canada. Wow, that's really cool. That's awesome. Thanks. It's uh, yeah, it's it's been fun. It's uh, a lot of a lot of learning, and uh, you know, we basically the team's mostly just been me and Pinio. Um, we we just recently got like a manager and an agent, but for the longest time, it was just basically. <laughs> doing all the booking so that's crazy that's awesome man um so yeah i'm uh, a big fan of you guys i've seen you around atlanta canada a lot uh i just want to say thanks for coming on first of all thanks uh, for having us i really appreciate it yeah no problem and uh i just wanted like i want to talk about uh music production and business kind of the side of it kind of your advice for artists um but first of all i think it'd be cool to kind of get your guys' story of how you guys started out with music in the first place 
Sure. Do you, do you want to start it off? Um, in the very beginning, uh, we, we've always talked about how we got together first, but we don't really talk about how we actually be, began music. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I was never like actually really good at any instruments, but uh, when I found electronic music, basically when I was in high school, um, that was the only music that I could do totally by myself. And I found that really liberating you know, trying, like, not really succeeding at a lot of other, like, really more technical instruments initially, and then just being able to sit down at a computer and, like, realize your vision on your own was just, that was, like, the most inspiring thing that ever happened to me. I was going to go into film school, but once I fell in love with electronic music, I just kind of went full into that and ended up going to a school for that, and I've just basically been doing it nonstop. That was, like, when I was 16, when I first started just writing and producing it's the most beautiful thing. It's like, <laughs> I don't know, uh, creating something that can share and bring people joy as well as yourself. Um, it's uh, very motivating. 100%. Recommend anybody do it. You know, it, it doesn't even take any, there's very low barrier of entry to start now. You just need to download a program and you can start experimenting today. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. Um, so how old were you, what did you, or sorry, what year would that have been when you were 16? Um, it was like, how old am I? I had to think about this. It was like 2008 or something. Uh, yeah, 2008. I actually got a, um, a MacBook and it had GarageBand installed on it. Just the school, the computers at the school I went to had GarageBand on it as well. And that's really what I began with. And that's what Logic is. The program I use now is just an extension of GarageBand. You should so, say how you won the laptop too. Yeah, that's, that's a weird story. I was like sitting there watching much music, and I remember they were they were like, uh, "Oh yeah, ten second epic is on much on demand tonight." And then it was like ten minutes later, it's like we're doing a contest, uh, giveaway contest. If you can tell us who's on much on demand tonight, I didn't even know what they were giving away, and I just I went online and typed it in because I remember they said that. And then like an hour later, I just heard in the background they're like, "Yeah, Mitchell Pinio, you won a, a MacBook." Wow. That blew me away. I didn't even have a computer like of my own. It was just a family computer at that point. And that was like so lucky. And I'm so thankful for that moment. You realize how pivotal it is. Cause once I got that, I, I didn't even know what I was going to do with it. Saw that it had GarageBand on it. And I realized that it was just so much fun making, making these songs on the computer. And that's still what I'm doing every day is what I discovered in GarageBand there, just in Logic, the more advanced version. So I'm very thankful. It's it's strange how those little moments in your life can be so significant later. Yeah. Very thankful. That's fate, man. That's fate. Yeah. I think of it that way. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So yeah. Electronic music would have been different in 2008 compared yeah, to Yeah. It was now. a lot faster and cheesier. That's kind of what I was listening to. I mean, there was of course the underground better stuff, but I was listening to like Eurodance and stuff like that. I mean, that's what, people were making on the internet a lot right but it changed very quickly come the start of 2010 and that's when i started going to school for it and it's that's when like edm kind of began in the west oh. and i met up with Loeb, and, <laughs> and that was fate as well yeah so first of all what school did you go to and then how did you guys meet I went to uh, Center for Arts and Technology, a branch of the school. In a, um, it was originally a school in Kelowna, and then it's, they started one in Halifax, and I went there. I ended up teaching there for a few years after I graduated. Uh, that's closed down now. Um, Loeb was going to Dalhousie at the time, 
I, t- I took audio engineering. That was a class I took. That was quite a big gamble to just kind of go after this passion, you know, without really knowing what kind of job I would get out of it. I just knew that I really loved it and I'm very lucky to be able to be working in that business now. It's, right. uh, and NSCC. I, t- I took a year at NSCC <laughs> for music business. Okay. That probably came in handy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's half the battle. You have to know... I mean, maybe even more sometimes. Yeah. You can have a lot of talent, but you need to be able to get it out there to people and make sure that you connect with people. Music needs to be heard. Yeah. So at the same time, um, when he was in school, I was also, I was at Dalhousie. I was taking business and uh, I was kind of later to the party uh, with learning um, music production. Like I I first kind of just bought some DJ gear just for fun, just to kind of play around with at home and university. Um, and uh, just kind of played within my room and then eventually got a kind of a gig at a house party. And that, um, that kind of sparked a lot of interest and motivation for me to kind of like, Ooh, maybe I could possibly play in a venue one day or, um, and then I was also at the time, um, started throwing events like at Dalhousie and around Halifax and we'd bring in other DJs. First it was just local Halifax people. Eventually we started bringing in uh, other acts from Canada and international acts to play in Halifax. And, uh, and that was around the same time that uh, I met Pinio and, um, and yeah, we, we would be putting the shows on and we'd get, uh, Pinio to play and then I would eventually start playing as well and then we'd start playing together and uh, it just kind of happened naturally over the course of, of a couple years and then eventually we we both got our residency at Pacifico and we'd spend a ton of time there then after the club we'd come home and stay up till 6am and he'd teach me a bunch of stuff on music production and then um, I'd learn a lot from him and online tutorials and um and yeah we we both use different programs which is kind of interesting like he uses uh logic for music production and tractor for djing and i use ableton for production and serato for djing so it's uh it's i I guess i don't think there's too many teams like that that use totally opposite stuff it's just like we're two different processes coming together i think is interesting instead of like working on the exact same thing together yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I was going to ask you. I think we're getting a little echo there. Do you guys hear that? I'm sorry? I think we might be getting a little echo there. Do you guys hear that? Oh, maybe it's good now. Oh, uh, yeah. It sounds fine on, on my end. Okay. Okay, I think it's good now. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you guys about that, kind of like your process, just given like um, how unique electronic music is compared to, um, you know, other types of music. Um, like how you kind of come together to create music. It's it's very it's similar to a, a lot of genres. I, th- I think of electronic music as using like the mixing board as the instrument. In this case, like the mixing board, right? Because we record instruments in into the the computer all the time. I mean, I was working on something uh, just like an hour ago and just kind of creating loops and programming in little keyboard riffs and just experimenting it's it's interesting how quickly some songs happen and how other ones take so long 
but it's really just about experimenting like with any song maybe the hook will just come to you in a moment while you're just playing around um, right that's our process. We just try to follow inspiration. See if we like, if you get a baseline stuck in your head, try to write that down uh, in MIDI or record it and then just build off it, loop it, try to make a narrative out of it. So would you guys like um, come together at that point? So say that one of you kind of is like working on something at like at some point you kind of bring it together. Yeah, usually that's how we do it. We've done some where we start them together, but then we pass it back and forth. I might show him something and then realize like half of it is terrible. That's what's so good about working together. It's like once I play it to him, I'll be like, okay, this part's good. But this part is clearly not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, bounce ideas off each other and, and then focus on what we both like. Because if we both like something, odds are it's better. Yeah, that's why we can like use each other as, as the audience. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's interesting because um, even in our like early days of production, like you could still hear the same like tastes, like the same flair, the same, I guess, like sonic qualities that um, you, you hear in our music now, even though like the technical side of it, there's been major improvements. The uh, everyone kind of has their own taste. And uh, I think if you listen to our older stuff, you, you'd be able to kind of be like oh that, that makes sense like uh it's kind of cool to see the the evolution technically it's uh listening to like your demos from six years ago you could kind of really see how you've improved from a technical standpoint that's the most valuable thing you have i think is your taste you know your your unique taste in music is what drives you to make decisions creatively I th right. you know, anyone can learn the technical side. I mean, it is it is difficult, but what really makes you stand out is your own experience and what you like. So if you think you, if you love music and you have a unique taste, everyone's unique, you will make unique music. I think you should, everyone should embrace that. I, I love like hearing my own style and comparing it to Lope style and then blending it together. That's what's great about any good partnership is hearing people's unique styles coming together and then the style that is formed between both their tastes right yeah um so um how did it go at like when you guys started um we kind of talked about like the evolution how did it go as far as performing um starting out like comparatively to where you are today it's pretty similar it's kind of the same process yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, generally, um, it's, I guess, most, I guess, kind of traditional DJ duos, they use, like, one kind of piece of gear, like a CDJ 2000, like, they'll both be on the same sort of DJ controller, um, and we both, from the beginning and still currently, uh, we both have our own separate DJ controllers and laptops, so... Um, we find it really, uh, it's really helpful to like, it, we'll go back and forth basically. So I'll play a couple songs or Pinio will play a couple songs. Sometimes they're both playing at the same time. Um, but, um, you know, we, we have two laptops, kind of like two brains going at the same time to figure out what the next best song would be to play. And, you know, we each have thousands of songs on our laptop and just a couple types a way to kind of pull up whatever we think will make kind of people go crazy 
it's like we're both performing separately, but at the same time. So it's like the best of both of us solo instead of playing just on the same piece of gear. I mean, we do do that as well. That's kind of what's fun. And then sometimes we'll add instruments and we'll play stuff on top, but it's all kind of built around both of us performing at the same time and then going back and forth, picking up each other's slack and, you know, running with each other's motivation. I think that's really fun. The, the balance that you make between each other. And then sometimes we'll have Sparky who's playing guitar and then he'll push us in another direction or any other performers who've joined us. We've had lots of people perform with us live in different capacity. It's really fun. The chaos of it. Yeah. No, that's yeah. really awesome. I've seen a few of those shows. I really enjoy that. Thanks. The element of the, uh, like a live instrument there too. It's really cool. It makes it more exciting for us. There's more freedom, like you, a little more ability to express, you know, a, a little more ability to improvise and just crazier. It gets a little more chaotic. It's, it's crazy. I mean, the, the technology to make music on, on a computer now is just like insane. I mean, compared to what people had to do 20 years ago would have cost, you know, a million dollars. You could do, you know, a, 12 year old kid now can do with a, a MacBook, like the, the technology and the, um, the quality that you could get out of the production software and the, all the virtual instruments you could use, like real recordings of like, you know, super expensive pianos or guitars. It's, uh, it's, it's really like a, any single, I mean, you could be in a Callowit and you could make like a, you know, uh, there is amazing music being made there, but if you want to be an electronic artist in a Calibut, you could. And then with the internet, you could reach everyone um, and, you know, make an impact and build a, build a big audience. And um, doesn't matter where you are, as long as you have an internet connection and a laptop, the, the musical world is your oyster. That's so awesome. That motivating. You, yeah, you guys are inspiring me right now. I don't know about everybody else that's going to listen to this, but I'm inspired. I hope so. Everybody <laughs> should you know, express themselves and then we can work together because then we, we could work with you. We'd love to work with anybody. Like We always are amazed at what happens when people come together and we want to continue experimenting and working with every, anyone because everyone has something to give. Everyone has that unique perspective. We've worked with so many different people and I just want to continue that you know, endlessly. Seeing that's such an awesome perspective. Thanks. Thanks. It's, it's, yeah, it's just good not to put up any, any barriers. I mean, uh, we, we kind of like, especially collaborating with people who I guess most people wouldn't think would work with electronic artists. Like we, we've worked with like Celtic fiddlers, um, you know, turntablists. We want to work with basically anyone of, of any genre. I mean, I guess turntablist isn't, isn't too far from electronic music, but, um, I guess it, Trying to think, like we we had a collaboration with Glass Tiger recently, which was pretty cool. They're like a '80s synth pop band, um, so that was interesting. Kind of meeting halfway with them. They're like a Grammy nominated band from Ontario from the '80s. Right. Um, wow. That was, that was that was super cool. To I mean, they're they're in their '60s, so it was like you know just getting to work with with someone with such a rich musical um past in canada um and internationally um just we basically just want to work with anyone and just continue to learn and, and get as you know get as as good as we can as musicians that's awesome that's so awesome um what, what would you say like some of your biggest influences are musically 
It's always changing. It's always growing. I'm always trying to listen to something different. Whenever I'm, I always try to immerse myself in something and then get inspired from that. Um, I mean, there's the timeless ones that you're always inspired by. Uh, like, particularly, I really like Max Martin. A lot of people don't know who he is, but his music has influenced me my whole life. He's a producer behind like the most number one pop hits of any producer right now, countless acts he's worked with. I love that shape-shifting. I love the idea of not being restricted to, to one sound. I mean, I really like Prince right. for that reason as well. He c continually evolved for like 40 years. I'm I want to imagine us continuing to expand and grow and shape our sound. Aesthetically, it will always change, but at the core of it remaining the same, what you love about it, but how it sounds will change. Uh, who, who are you listening to now? Who are you feeling? Have you heard of this Max Martin guy? I have not. No. I guess that's a good point. We should talk about Yeah, it. it's like a lot of people don't know who this guy is, but he has what more number ones than the Beatles? Yeah, more number. He just surpassed him. I think he has 27 number one hits right now. He uh he grew up like in Sweden working with a producer who worked on Ace of Base and then kind of took it under when he began producing himself, he started working with Britney Spears and the Backstreet Boys, and they gave him his first number one hits in the U.S. And then he went on to work with uh, so many different acts. Kelly Clarkson's, uh, the Taylor Swift's, um, basically a pink. He has number one hits with all these different artists that you don't realize is the, the same writer behind for, for so long. He's been doing it. I should, I should look at the, the brief. We'll pull it up on Wikipedia. He's basically the music producer for all like all, most of these huge pop people. So he's like writing the music uh, with a huge team behind the scenes, but um, sometimes it's always changing. Yeah, it, it's every I guess every every song's different, but he's just an absolute genius, um, and we definitely study his his production a lot. Um, yeah, he's a big inspiration. Anybody who constantly evolves like that, I think more. Oh yeah, here's the list. Here's the the brief overview. Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, Celine Dion, Kelly Clarkson, Pink, Usher, Avril Lavigne, Katy Perry, Christina Aguilera, Terry, Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, etc. It's all of this Swedish guy, you know, writing these songs behind the scenes and, and changing with the times. That's what I think is so cool is producers who can change with the times. I mean, his yes. stuff that he did in the late 90s sounds so late 90s. In the 2000s, it sounds 2000s. I don't, I don't want to be stuck just making one sound forever but i want to create a narrative between like between all that music what we write in five years ago should connect to what we write in 10 years but it's not going to sound exactly the same but if you listen to it all in the row you'll see how it's all connected that's that's really what i'm thinking always trying to plan ahead where we're going to go right that's so cool so google yeah. him google him if you're listening yeah. yeah max martin right yeah exactly yeah he's uh i think he drinks like super high quality coffee like insanely caffeinated coffee i want to get <laughs> <some of> stuff. <laughs> his legendary coffee yeah yeah <laughs> could be the secret man it's all in the coffee yeah it's all in the coffee i want to get that <laughs> swedish coffee yeah different kind up there yeah um but yeah i guess we i mean we're influenced and inspired by, I mean, like tons of different artists, um, you know, movies, Genres. games. I mean, it doesn't, 
it doesn't all it's not all necessarily music i mean videos i mean um you are what you eat i always try to say that if you want to make sure that you're always just watching and whatever you're consuming think of it as like your diet with media i try mm -hmm. to plan it out and make sure that i'm watching and listening to stuff that will inspire me or be good for me mm -hmm. and sometimes just guilty pleasure stuff because it's fun right <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Looking for inspiration what's that always looking for inspiration that's awesome man um and yeah, the, oh sorry that, right? you go ahead i was gonna say yeah just for anyone who, who is listening like um we are really privileged to to be in canada just just with all the the grant programs and um the resources available i guess with you know in pei or nova scotia or just you know the canadian federal government there's you know, music, PEI, there's Factor, there's Canada Council of the Arts. Uh, I know there's Arts Nova Scotia. I'm not sure what PEI's version of that is called, but um, a lot of these programs like don't exist in the United States. And um, I definitely, it, it could really be a game game changer for an, a, you know, an emerging artist to get funding for marketing or, or just um, there's resources to, to kind of get you off your feet to launch your project. So um, not just music related as well for all types of art. So um, yeah, we're really lucky. The, the government is willing to support you. If you're going to really try something artistically and really put your heart into it, there are resources there to make it happen. That's we're so lucky. We're, we were actually, I don't even know how far we would be able to get without the support of of the government and the funding that is available there. So you can do it too. I didn't even think it was possible. I remember when I was like first going to school, people were like, yeah, you got to get grants. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll give that a try. But then once you like really start working and you realize that if you put the effort in to get these grants, they actually can help, you know, make that dream tour possible. It wouldn't be possible without doing that. So go for it, <laughs> you know, Google it and go for it. There's like, grants for like um production like if you need to hire a mix engineer a mastering engineer there's like touring grants like if you our, want to throw a release party you want to put on a release party if you need like uh money for marketing to hire a publicist um like our last the tour that we just had to cancel that was funded by music nova scotia so they help with costs such as travel per diems gasoline airbnbs um you know like merchandise stuff to give out to, to fans and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, if we didn't have those sort of programs, like we would be, be a lot more difficult for us to, you know, we, we'd still find a way, but it would be, you know, we'd be racking up some debt for sure. Even more. Yeah. <laughs> Even more debt. Even more debt. <laughs> right. No, that's so awesome though. I wasn't really aware that there's all those programs and grants. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's huge. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I think they like, get it from like the, at least in Nova Scotia, from the casinos or just scrape a little bit of money off the top and give it to artists and stuff. I think that's how it works. But either way, I'm super grateful for the, these programs. And um, yeah, Factor, I know is Canada wide um, and all different levels of artists. Like there's, you know, just people who are basically brand new and emerging. There's people who, you know, are just tour in Canada, who tour internationally. There's different. That's a good point because there's different levels. So if you go in, you're not competing with really established artists. They break it up. So if you just beginning, you're with just beginner artists. If you're with level two, 
so there's opportunity for everyone no matter how like how much infrastructure you have or how developed you are wow that's awesome i have no idea um what what does performing mean to you guys if you had to put it into it's it's self-expression i think that's the greatest thing i have all this like energy and like all this like desire to express myself and then music and performance really is the the outlet for it i didn't have that for a long time and you feel lost and then when you find something that like that that allows you to be yourself like being up on stage and playing the music you really love and like dancing and expressing how you you really feel to it is just the most freeing thing value it so much so lucky to have found it yeah it's it's definitely a rush that i've never gotten from from anything else just being able to you know just having people singing to to a song that you made in your room just kind of feels surreal like if you would have told me that like five years ago i would have you know said that you're crazy i mean uh and be able to you know just elevate people's moods and just like you know just try and output positivity to everyone in the room and um that's the most amazing thing about it is when you play a song and someone is at your show and they hear it and then they, they come to you and and they're like your friend even though you've like never met them they've only connected with you through music and then your friends automatically i find that like so right. beautiful. i would have never known this person if it wasn't for the music and now we're like friends and we're sharing something that we love that's that's so inspiring and motivating. I just want to continue to do that with more and more people. We would have never been talking if it wasn't for music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's cool, man. It's really cool. Thanks. Um, as far as like music production, um, say there's someone starting out music right now. Uh, they want to get into making music. What what would be like the program you would recommend downloading? If you're on a Mac, you have GarageBand already on it. You can use that. Grimes recorded her first album entirely on GarageBand. It's an amazing Canadian album recorded just on a GarageBand and in a bedroom. Uh, if you're and you want to get Logic, if you want something a little more advanced, that's like what Calvin Harris uses. It's a pretty industry standard one. Uh, Ableton is also available on Mac, and it's also available on PC. I used to be on PC and work on FL Studio. That was really great. Audacity is free. Um, there's so many different programs. They basically all do the same thing. There's like, you know, a couple pros and cons, minor to each one. But um, generally starting with kind of like a free one, like GarageBand, which comes on a Mac and just kind of understanding the the workflow. And, you know, if you're really super interested, you could, you know, get a trial to ableton or logic or or buy it um but yeah as as mentioned earlier the barriers to entry are, are super low and there's tons tons of free stuff online like youtube tutorials up to ginging sample packs there's like reddit is a huge resource like reddit slash r slash edm production i do private lessons of production um those have been great i used to teach at the school yeah you, you could learn you can Google a lot of it yourself. Um, wow, that's cool. Do you, so do you do like kind of private lessons um, like over the internet kind of? 
I hadn't. I was doing it all in person, but given the situation, uh, yes, we're going to have to now. We just set up our live stream. We're going to be doing live streams soon, so I could use that same setup to do private lessons online, uh, okay. which would be great. You know, that's that's the next step. So are you guys, uh, are you guys live streaming music? Yeah, we will be. We just set up a Twitch, twitch.tv slash Pineo and Lobe. Check it out. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, I'll put a link to that in the description of this. Thanks. Um, no problem. Um, what was I going to say? The business side of it. Um, was that a learning curve for you guys, like starting out? It was. I mean, it's a little bit of, a little bit of trial and error. Um, and just kind of learning as you go. I mean, there's, you want to get, obviously, once you kind of decide on a name, which was our last names, we both started independently. So we basically just added an ampersand and then, um, did Pineo and Loeb. Um, but, uh, you know, basically getting, you know, uh, Facebook page, all your social media, um, you know, proper logos, um, eventually getting like a, a press kit that you could send to other promoters if you want to get booked. You can uh, do it all. If you have just like, you can use MS paint and just set it all up yourself, set up a Facebook, set up a SoundCloud, start making music. That'd yeah. be a good social experiment. I'm sure like someone who's never been a musician could establish themselves with all like the industry standard basics and producing a song in one day. You always see memes about that where it's like, I created a drum loop. It's like, all right, I need a manager. Somebody come in. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can do so much of it yourself though. I mean, it's just like everyone's so used to setting up like MySpace profiles and you know Facebook profiles. I can't believe I just name dropped MySpace. I did myself. MySpace. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we can we can do we can do all those things. Um, you mean you're not on MySpace? I'm on MySpace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if my old one is still up there. But yeah, it's you can have fun with it. Like some people are are just so intuitive. You can just play around and make your own profile, and everything is a slow build, building up those fans. Right, I, I saw a post. It's like Porter Robinson being like, "Wow, I got a hundred fans on Facebook. Thank you, guys." Somebody shared that the other day. One of his first posts. Everybody starts somewhere, and you just have yes. to enjoy the journey. He's got millions now, but I mean, those first ten fans or that first fan, every one of those is a milestone, and just enjoy it. Yeah. We've enjoyed every step of the way. I think I think that's key. You have to have fun with it. It's not about what you get from it. It's about what you give by by doing it, I think. And it's right. it's also easy like I mean, it, everyone has done it at some point, but like comparing yourself to other artists and um yes. that that could be um you know, that could really make some people not want to start being like, "Oh, well, like you know, this person has, you know, 15,000 fans. I have three. Like, why Why would I start? But you really just got to try and not, you know, get that out of your head and just all you really want to focus on is how could I get better every day? How could I, you know, if you have 500 fans and they're 500 dedicated fans, I mean, that's, that's, that's an accomplishment. If you have 10 dedicated fans, that's an accomplishment. Just try and better yourself and try and, you know, every day make the steps to, you know, just you're going to be looking at yourself in the mirror. So, you know, just try and do the best that you can do and, and don't compare yourself to other people. Everyone has their own journey and it's everyone's journey is different. So it's, it's hard not to compare yourself to other people, but everyone, everything's relative and everything's different. 
what someone else has, you know, they might be envious of something you have and no one should be envious of anything. We should just be celebrating each other. That's the beauty of collaboration. Because then once you work together, you realize that you shouldn't like negatively compare yourself to anybody. So I, I want to work with anybody. We're all on, the, on this different journey and all of our journeys are great. It, and it, what the trajectory that it happens at is totally different for you and for anyone else, but it's, it's the right trajectory and just work hard and enjoy it. You know, get, get, I have to tell myself not to, I have to try to shut down those bad thoughts sometimes actively, but I'm always glad when I do, because every, everything is worth being celebrated. I think. I think like focusing on time is never healthy. Like, they got here this fast. Like, why aren't why why aren't I there that fast? Or I do that they're there now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's definitely. I mean, that's definitely a thought that's gone through every artist's head, including both of ours. You know, but um, it's it's natural and it's normal to feel like that. It's just you need to know how to why you're feeling like that, and um, you know, I guess just try and understand um, and avoid you know falling into those loops right i think like i think even age is like a thing that you know it comes back to like time but like you know that person's this age and they're already there but i think it goes back to like what you're saying where everyone has their own journey and, yeah it really yeah. makes a difference and there's like james murphy is a big inspiration he basically gave up on his music career he was like 33 and was like, oh, probably my prime is past comparing himself to other, these other people. And then he made a record just because he wanted to do it. And then that record blew up really huge. And then he became like a star at a time much later than you would normally expect someone to become a star in like electronic music. The guy from LCD Sound System. And now he's like revered, greatly revered. And I mean, his, he wouldn't have the discography he has in the music that he made, which is so beautiful unless he blew up at 33 or later, you know, it, it happened for a reason. And right. Yeah. different. Celebrate that, you know, and, and also the lesson from that, I think is to do it because it's fun. Never do any yeah, motivation exactly. other than that. you got to love it. I can exactly. always tell. <laughs> Anyone can tell, I think really if something is done with love. If it's forced, it just kind of feels like awkward. It's like, Oh, like that's that doesn't seem fun, you know. Like, mm-hmm. right, a hundred percent. I think that's something that, like, I mean, music is up to interpretation, but I think that's something that I definitely feel with your guys's music is like a, a soul or like, um, like a love type feeling. That's great. Thank you. Thanks. That's the goal. I mean, we spend so much time to try to do that. So for someone to say that, it means a lot. I mean, we are trying to put love. With, I think of every song as like a child. It's an extension from you. You send off into the world and you want the best for it and you try to give it everything you can so that it is its best self. And you, you have fun with it. We do all these different styles. That's what's really fun is just experimenting. So many different like versions. Some more intense, some more chill, some funny. Just like a, like a family. Right. That's awesome. Too abstract. Um. I think I read somewhere in one of you guys' um, interviews, you said you like to mix 20th century music with the 21st century music. Definitely, like the sound. I mean, if you think about the 21st century, I mean, the, all the advances in electronic music that have been made in production, 
the ability to, to blend things and all the effects that we have and the synthesizers we have, there's a huge frontier. But then when you, and you look back at the 20th century and there's this huge frontier of recorded sounds that you won't have anything like that now. There's, there's such a unique character to a lot of the sound of the past, the soulfulness. And there's, there's so much of it. I mean, there's in like infinite records out there that people haven't heard still that have been recorded in the 20, 20th century. And I, I want to try to take some of that soul, at least the sound, and combine it with what we have now. I know so many people are doing that. That's a big trend. But I think to try to word it that way and, and do it actively is, is really exciting. Mixing, you know, do, remixing a song from 50 years, but making it sound like it was like recorded today is a really exciting prospect for me. Yeah, and that's amazing. And you really feel like the like that soul element really, um, yeah, it connects with people, I think. That's the X factor. You can't, you can't force that. You just gotta, you know, hope, hopefully you get in that trance, the hoodoo trance where the soul comes in. It's magic. Right. It is for sure. And sometimes it doesn't happen and, and you're just thankful anytime something is good, good has happened. That's what's really interesting with music production for me is, is I'm not, I never feel like, oh yeah, I did this. I'm great if I like write a great song. Cause I mean, I've written like 10 bad songs in a row before I've written that good song. When we write a good song, it's like, wow, this is this is lucky that this happened. This one is special for some reason. You know, it stands out. I, I feel like very humbled and thankful anytime we write something that I think is good. Do you almost feel sometimes like, like where did that come from? Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, um, I forget, was it Quincy Jones who said like uh, pulling ideas out of the air? Yeah. It's like, oh, what, yeah. Uh, wait, our, our hours are pretty, pretty wacky. Um, I mean, obviously the DJ life doesn't really help going to bed. At, like you can't really go to bed at 8 PM with that. Cause we're used to being up late. But yeah. like once, once we get in the groove, like in the, in production and like we have an idea that's really working well, it's like, there's kind of like this guilt. Like if you, if you, if you're tired, you want to go to bed, you won't know the next day if you're going to like, if that idea is like the inspiration is going to be there. And like, if you're, if it's really flowing well, I just like, I know both of us, like we'll stay up super, super late because, you know, we're in the zone and like, you don't, Oh, you're not always, you know, completely engulfed by an idea. And, and if it's like, you're really feeling the groove and the song's really progressing, it's like, all right, you, you're not going to know when that idea is or when that inspiration is going to hit back. So it's, um, I don't know if I articulated that correctly, but um, if you know what I mean, it's like. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Is Yeah. So has that been kind of like a balancing act, like um, with normal everyday life, uh, kind of balancing like the DJ hours, staying up super late, and then um, kind of going about your day-to-day life as well? It's tricky. Um we we pretty much embrace the DJ life fully. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we have like a dentist appointment, we'll push it as late as possible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're we're not gonna take the like nine a.m. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna do the eight a.m. tooth clean. You know, we're gonna do as late as as possible. But uh, I mean, we we're full time musicians right now, and the doing the, you know, I guess. Right now, everyone's in limbo with this uh, 
current situation, but day and night doesn't make a huge difference right now. It feels yeah, even yeah. right now it's just like all right, well we're we're technically on quarantine right now at home, so I mean we we can't really go anywhere anyways, but um, generally we're uh, you know we I mean we we're, we say we're on the reverse nine to five. Yeah. The best distraction. <laughs> we literally sense. are on the reverse nine to five. That's <laughs> bad. But I always like being up at night because there's nothing else going on. You're less people like messaging you, and it allows you to fully immerse into the music, into the craft that you're doing. Right. Get fully in there because it, it is like a trance kind of that takes over you. That's the thing. And once that trance is going, you you have to keep it going. Right. So anytime it does. Now I guess it doesn't matter. Lots of people are are up now. I've been noticing that with the hours, like more and more people are awake at six a.m. or five a.m. when we're around. Right. It's an interesting yeah. time to be doing this right now. Yeah. So, um, are you guys? So you guys are DJs full time. So will this kind of affect you if it ends up going long a long time? Do you think? It's affected us um, definitely already. I mean. We've, you know, all our income for the foreseeable future kind of like vanishes, but uh, there's some things coming apparently. Yeah. I mean, we make all our money from live performances and we've had to cancel, you know, 20 shows from, you know, BC to Newfoundland basically. And, you know, we, we got booked for some of our biggest gigs. Like we got booked for Sean Blow Music Festival, which we've been trying to get, uh, booked for for you know years, years and years so um, finally get it and it's like this is the summer <laughs> <laughs> oh no Shit, man. yeah so i mean we're already like so lucky so we can't really complain everybody is experiencing it but it is um it's a big monkey yeah it's like slightly concerning but i mean we're we're trying to be kind of optimists on the whole situation i mean yeah um be. there's I mean, right. us kind of stressing out in our house on Duncan Street in Halifax isn't going to really change how many hospital beds there are in Canada at the moment, for example. But, I mean, um, obviously we want this situation to be rectified uh, as soon as possible because we just get a ton of joy out of playing shows. And we both just love touring, love, you know, the long drives, the Tim Horns drive throughs just I don't know. It makes me appreciate it even more now that it's pulled away. I'm like, wow, we were so lucky even to do that for the two weeks that we did before it was canceled. We're so right. lucky. And I'm so, and it, it makes me even feel like if we, I'm sure you will be able to play again, but I'm so excited and so thankful for the opportunity to play again when it comes. And I'm going to be double, double, <laughs> triple thankful when we finally get to do it. Right. Yeah. I think that's kind of going to be the, common thing everyone would be thankful just for everyday things in life once this um you know passes eventually when it does yeah exactly i mean it's uh all all we know is i mean we're we're gonna keep on learning making music like we're both practicing piano every day guitar our productions um we're just uh we're stockpiling a ton of music and uh you know we got food in our fridge right now we're healthy so everything's good everything's good with us you know we're just going to keep on trucking along and um i know there's hundreds of artists that we know personally in the same boat as us so um 
you know, I think we'll, we'll find a way to, to get through this situation. And, um, I just, oh, I'm just so excited once, uh, we're able to, to travel and, and play shows and, uh, and just connect with people, just like connecting with people in person is, is just like, I don't know. It's kind of indescribable feeling being able to, you know, meet all these amazing people and, and just being able to, to perform and just, I don't know, smile. It seems kind of cheesy, but it's, it's real. Um, so yeah, I no. guess, uh, I guess we'll see, uh, you know, we'll see. Right now, we just got our cats, and we're we're safe at home. So <laughs> that's that's pretty much where we're at right now. Yeah, that's um, it's beautiful, man. And we'll uh, you'll get back to it. Everything will get back to normal. We'll all be okay, hopefully. And uh, I just want to say thanks again so much for doing this, guys. It's a pleasure. We really hope that we can help. I mean, that's all we want to do. Hope we're, we're measured in life, I think, with what we give to the world. And I hope that we can make a positive contribution. If anybody wants to collaborate with us or wants more advice, please send us a message. We're always open. We want to help. You know, we're in this journey together. and We appreciate you giving us a, an opportunity to share our thoughts. It's, it's valuable. We hope yeah. we can help. Yeah, no, I... I... Really appreciate you reaching out and it's great chatting. And if anyone is listening, they want to ask any more questions, um, P-I-N-E-O and L-O-E-B. You could hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and we're happy to answer any production, music business questions, if you just want to chat. Um, and uh, yeah, we also, we partnered with uh, Stay Golden from Charlottetown. We got a ton of new merch that we ordered so um if uh yeah we're the line's always open for us yeah man that's awesome pino and Loeb, check out their music check out their page i'll share you guys stuff in the description thanks again